Guess what, Lions? For as little as $5 a month, you can get access to exclusive bonus audio content and help this program grow by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. To learn more, head over to lionsofliberty.com support. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Electric Liberty Land. You heard the lady, I am Brian McWilliams, back with you on this glorious Wednesday morning. Or, I don't know, maybe it's a terrible Wednesday morning. I don't know how your Tuesday night was. Mine was all right. I was drinking with the crew that's going to be joining me on today's show. I'll mention them in just a minute. But first, this is Electric Liberty Land, episode number 39, which means you can go to lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL39 for all the show notes for today's program. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of my own intro, but I also want to bring in my guest from the Johnny Rocket Launchpad uh, just a little bit later today. So I'll launch it to my own little preamble here, and then I will bring them in. So what I wanted to get into is that I want to talk a little about Betsy DeVos, 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 to who the fuck cares? But I want to talk a little bit about Betsy and her decision to rescind the Title IX Dear Colleague letter that stemmed from the Obama administration. Essentially, what this letter was, was it went out to college administrators basically telling them that they don't need the same amount of evidence that, say, a traditional courtroom would have when looking at cases of rape, uh, or alleged rape, I should say, or alleged sexual assault. It also required, it put all these institutions into requiring a higher level of consent, which is essentially ridiculous and impossible to come by in many cases, including letters of intent where you're supposed to stop. You know, it, it includes things like Stopping and making sure you have to ask six times uh, if somebody wants to have sex. It involves getting a signed letter sometimes saying that you consent to sex. It includes things like uh, if anybody has had any alcohol that they no longer can possibly consent to having sex. I mean, all sorts of really insane things that go against the basics of human nature, the way that college students interact and the way that humans interact in general, the way that any of us interact, frankly, all came under attack in this Dear Colleague letter. So, Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos recently sent out a letter saying, hey, that letter does not apply anymore from the Obama administration. You now are forced to go back to the basic the basic standards of evidence that you should have been using all along when it comes to uh, adjudicating and looking at cases of alleged misconduct sexually on campus. And what had happened in a lot of these cases, and I won't say all of them, I mean, obviously, there are cases of sexual assault on campus. No one's going to disagree with that. Well, I might take a huge issue with the amount of sexual assaults they claim happen and uh, and in basic, the, the statistics that are thrown around in this quote-unquote rape culture that people say is on college campuses, those I have, <laughs> I have massive issues with, and, uh, and I think they're mostly horseshit. But I, without a doubt, there are sexual assaults that happen on campus. Uh, that is a fact. However, what was happening was that the people that were intended to protect with this dear colleague letter, because it was intended to go after and make it so that people that were – 
sexually assaulting others would be more easily culpable for their actions and that people that were accusing those would feel more uh, encouraged to step forward and actually say something or do something about what had happened. What ended up happening in many cases was that you have a school administrator that became the judge and jury de facto and also the appeals process for cases of alleged rape. And there were multiple students that basically had circumstances wherein the people that they that they were basically thrown out or uh, suspended from school for came out steadfastly saying, no, this was not a case of sexual assault. I completely consented to this. I don't know where you're getting this from. This is untrue. That happened with a, uh, a student athlete and somebody that actually worked for the school in the athletic department, wherein a colleague had reported that she thought there was alleged sexual abuse going on between the two of them. The college then looked at the case, kicked out the student athlete, uh, reprimanded the athletic department trainer or whatever she was, despite the fact that these are both consenting adults. And the trainer said, no, he was my boyfriend. This is a perfectly consensual relationship. They still kicked him out because they had that ability. Because there's no higher power that you can appeal to within these private institutions because of the power of this Dear Colleague letter under Title IX. Now, that's just one instance. There was another instance where a, uh, a boy had been accused of assault and had text messages to prove that this was not the case after the fact, which are all explained away in different ways, shapes, and forms. There's a whole paper that has been thoroughly debunked, actually. Uh, it doesn't have any scientific weight or sociological weight. Uh, saying that people that, that, you know, when they have a sexual trauma, they tend to not talk about it and they tend to act like everything's normal with the people that they had it. And only, only later do they realize that this was a sexual assault and they should report it, which, of course, conveniently buys into the fact that sometimes people just want to get revenge on somebody for breaking up with them. Again, not in all circumstances, but in many cases. And uh, Reason actually had an article talking about that exact instance and the breakdown of these papers, which was from one specific person that uh, studied behavioral psychology and that had been putting out these kind of garbage science papers for years, but which conveniently play into the narrative that people that are trying to push for this rape culture and, uh, and, and all of these Title IX reforms are pushing for. So I'm over the moon that Betsy DeVos has, has rescinded this dear, dear uh, colleague letter. And frankly, I'm shocked that there can be a system in place which basically takes away all of the basic protections that someone should have if someone else is accusing them of a crime. I mean, this is something where, yes, you're a private institution, but shouldn't this be, I mean, if you're accused of raping somebody, that's a crime and a very serious crime. That should play out with the police department. That should play out within the court system. That should not be something that should be playing out within a school system and have that school system be the sole decider of whether or not your future is completely destroyed. Because let's be perfectly honest, just like with being a pedophile or branded a pedophile and going on that registry, your future is effectively ruined. If you are kicked out of your college for allegedly raping someone or sexually assaulting somebody, no one's going to hire you. No other college is going to accept you. If you're a student athlete, good luck getting a scholarship anywhere or playing ever again anywhere else. And all in this system, which again, was set up so that you have a a school administration department, which handles these cases. Here's what happens. Somebody goes and says, hey, Johnny Y or Susie K raped me. They say, okay, well, what, why do you think that? And they give their side of the story. In many cases, the other side of the story was never heard. 
And this is a repeated circumstance. I mean, it repeats itself over and over again, where we see the other side of the story is never heard. It's never told. They don't give a shit. They just believe the accuser. So that's one circumstance. Then they are the judge. They look at the quote-unquote evidence they've collected, and they make a decision. If you don't like that decision, you can appeal. But the appeal goes back to the exact same people that already made the same decision to begin with. So good luck with that. To have a system in place like that, which is so obviously biased and slanted towards the accuser, is completely unjust and completely unfair. And to have the power as a president to write a letter basically telling people that they can ignore all of the rights you're supposed to be guaranteed under the Constitution, such as a fair trial, by going around it and inventing these private, uh, basically these private kangaroo courts that institutions, colleges, universities have instituted under this Title IX horseshit is insultingly absurd. We talk about how the presidency has way too much power to begin with, not only militarily, but with all these executive actions and executive orders. This is another type of executive order, conveniently labeled as an innocent dear colleague letter. So thank God it's been rescinded. Now we can start to get logic and reason back, at least in one aspect of the university system. If we can't get it in regards to social justice, to freedom of speech, to the discussion and open uh, forum for ideas on these campuses, at least now students that are accused of sexual assault or rape will get a fair shake. Okay, now let's take a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Roger Paxton, and if you're fed up with the government running every single aspect of your life, but you're not listening to the Lava Flow podcast yet, then what's wrong with you? Check us out at thelavaflow.com, or just go back to sucking up to the government. The Lava Flow podcast, striking the root every single episode. This is Chris Spangle, and I am the host of We Are Libertarians, which you can find in iTunes, Google Play, or at wearelibertarians.com. We are a podcast that brings you all of the irreverence that modern politics deserves by examining current events from a libertarian perspective. So please, check us out at wearelibertarians.com. Hey everyone, the Johnny Rocket Launchpad is Liberty. Each week we strive to bring you the best guests in talk radio. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad delivers weekly interviews of noteworthy politicians, experts, and activists. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad is bringing the party to the Libertarian Party and launching ideas in your direction. Check us out at johnnyrocketlaunchpad.com. You can hear me, Kurt Nelson, and the beautiful Heather Nixon talk about the ideas of liberty, rock and roll. All right, and now, guys, joining me, as promised, coming back from that delicious commercial break for the League of Liberty, uh, which includes one of the voices you're going to hear right here. I want to bring in Johnny Adams, Heather Nixon, and Kurt Nelson from the Johnny Rocket yeah, Launchpad. Welcome, my friends. What's going on? Do we ah. have like, some superhero music <laughs> What isn't going no, no, no. I am okay. uh, very well, lazy, and I don't really like editing that. We had a, we had a great what do I look like, Mark Claire? Last night, and we <laughs> still have been drinking since last night. At, haven't been to sleep yet, either. We have not ah, excellent. <laughs> oh, wonderful. You could do that. I, I'm sure when you uh, rolled over to kiss Heather in the morning, and she'd give you oh, like, yeah. remember that old Scope commercial where the black guy's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no, yeah, baby, exactly no, no, no. Happened. She's like, you get that the one? fuck away from me. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, hey. Side note, that guy was my uh, theater really? teacher for wow, my sophomore nice. year at Penn State. You're like, are you the yes. scope guy? Uh, he are was you the scope guy? <laughs> he was. 
He was he was the scope guy, and also he was the FBI agent in like several <laughs> Die Hard movies, and uh, and just by the way, a ah. royal prick. Like, one of the biggest fucking douche pricks you will ever meet. Just took himself so seriously. He actually was the reason I quit wow. Penn State's acting wow. program. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I'm going to give you a, you need, I needed like a B to pass the class. And he's like, I'm going to give you a B minus. And no. I was like, oh, no, baby. No, no, no. I know a guy that uh, that dropped out of Penn State's theater uh, uh, program and moved to Alaska and ended up finishing his, his theater degree in at the Alaska, uh, the university up there. I, I I wonder if he had we the same have. teacher because this guy yeah. was such a shit. He might. I, I'm very curious. I want you to get back to me and let me know uh, his if, name is like, Paul what Spreggen, year he so was I, there. I, I'm, I'm, he's a friend of mine on Facebook. I'll, I'll have to ask him. Yeah. I'm very curious because like it was like there was no reason for him to uh, like I remember we had to do this one sneaky, sneaky thing where it's like you had to pretend that you had a gun and sneak into a room and uh, and my feet. We're like cracking. Like I can't do anything about it. I can't control my feet. Like my feet knuckles were cracking and the guy was like losing his shit. He's like, he's like, nope, it's too loud. I'm like, motherfucker, what do you want me to do here? Like my my knuckles are cracking. Yeah. I was like, what does this have to do with the acting method? It's fucking, it's such an asshole. Such an asshole. Anyway. So, so speaking about actors, let's talk about actors uh, that are also athletes because many an NFL player does in fact act. We see Aaron Rodgers out there in many commercials and uh, some TV spots. We see all sorts of these guys turn into television. But on the field, we've seen a shitload of coverage about the anthems, which is funny now because Southwark did that whole <laughs> yep. giant episode of it like a year ago. And it's right, come right. full exactly. circle again. Maddening. So Donald Trump had tweeted out basically that anybody – that's sad. Any of these NFL players that refused to stand during the anthem, that they were, uh, you know, a bad American, I'm paraphrasing here, but a bad American, and that they should be summarily fired by the organization. And then you had the NASCAR guys saying that they would fire any of their employees that didn't stand uh, for the national anthem. So I want to know, what are your opinions of this national anthem protest, is it a? Do you consider it a free speech issue? Do you consider it a civil rights issue? And I will, since you're in the same room, I'll let you uh, stare at each other and figure out who wants We're to answer first. Right Who's going first? I don't know. I'll go first. Heather Perfect. goes first. Which there you go? Um, Get out there, Heather. So yeah, because I I believe that Trump called Cabernick, uh, that's his name, right? A son of a bitch, even, and said he should be fired. Yeah. Now. A lot of people and you can't open your Facebook without seeing somebody saying that, you know, it's a right and somebody else it's a disgrace. But here's the thing. The NFL is a private organization and they have a collective bargaining agreement. And in the contract that all those players sign, it says that they must stand. Now, that that did not go into effect until what is it? 2009, I believe. But because they signed that contract they are obligated to stand so if they choose in protest to kneel to make a point then they might lose their job and that is their choice but people don't know what they're talking about because it isn't there it isn't a free speech because they signed that contract okay so i'm gonna caveat heather 100 agree with you um this is not a free speech thing just because of the fact that yeah, they have the right to protest the national anthem, whatever, but they also have to deal with the consequences. So if people are pissed off at those players or those teams, 
who are doing that and they don't want to see them anymore or have loose fans because of that. Well, guess what? It's going to hurt the team's owners' pocketbooks. This is a private organization. This is not some sort of, uh, you know, a military organization that you can get court-martialed. This isn't a situation where if you don't do it, you get fired. And if these assholes want to continue, and I'm not saying that they're doing it because they are necessarily assholes. I'm saying they're assholes because they are not abiding by their contract. That's why I'm saying they're assholes. They could be totally against uh, the national anthem, and I have problems with nationalism and to a certain degree. However, uh, they're assholes because they signed that agreement, and so they should be held to that contract. And if they are not doing it, I would fire every one of those motherfuckers who didn't. That's me. Uh, Here's a good one for me, um, and I've thought about this long and hard. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> stand on the anthem. Don't stand on the anthem. I don't think you're a son of a bitch. As uh, uh, Trump just said, the I'm reading uh, Trump's tweet right now. It says the NFL has all sorts of rules and regulations. The only way out for them is to set a rule that you can't kneel uh, during the did. national anthem. They did. It's it's in the contract. And the, and the, the only way right, out yeah, to have <laughs> They're like the largest grossing entity on the planet. But if you have a they player, more, they have more money than Donald Trump. But guess what? If you no, sure. But if you have a business, right, and you have a, a person at work who is like, "Hey, man, you got to mop the floor." I ain't mopping the floor. Uh, you're fired. Yeah. All right. That's simple as that. Right. I'm not making or, it up. This, this isn't is... a free speech. You have the right to say I ain't mopping the floor. Sure. Right. But I also have the right to say you're fired. Yeah, but and pack or, your fucking bags. Or right. the, this is also the baddest ass janitor that you've ever th- uh, you've ever fucking had in the fucking history of your company. And the fact that he's not fucking mopping the floor is okay with you because the way he fucking cleans those urinals is so goddamn good. You're gonna keep him. You're gonna keep him. Well, yeah. Oh, totally. Well, in, in any business, there's sure. always going to be people sure. that bend the rules and break the rules, and and the people are okay with that because you you're right getting a return that. so much. And they and Kurt. You do, and I and like I agree with all three of you. Number one, I really at I the really end of the day could not give either. two fucks really who stands or sits during it. But I mean, on a broader sense, I like to your point, Johnny. I agree with I'm against the nationalism that happens. Like I hate the fact that the NFL and uh, the military have an agreement wherein they're basically pushing this this concept of unity, and uh, you know the military is involved right, with everything right. and you know, embrace the war state. And again, I have nothing against the military as a concept. You know, some libertarians do. I believe that we actually should have a military. But I am against the constant state of war that we're in. And I think that this just uh, all this does is perpetuate (laughs) the system that we have in place. And from a a standpoint of what these players do or do not do, yeah, they should be. I mean, they... Every right for that company to fire them, every right for that business. If somebody comes into your subway and, uh, and you know, you walk in and you're like, can I get a, a meatball sandwich? And they go, hey, you know what? Fuck the American flag. You can be like, oh, you know what? Uh, you're out. I just wanted hey, a fucking Hey, Chad, sandwich, yeah. get out of here. Right, yeah. I mean, it's a public relations issue where you go, that's somebody misrepresenting your business and what your business stands for, especially when you have a monetary relationship in place with the government, which the military gives them a shit ton of money to do. 
it it was in 2009, and I could be wrong on that number, that up until then, the players were in the locker room when the national anthem was played. They weren't even out on the field until the money got pumped in from the government. Ah, interesting. So like we want it, we're paying, we want That's a face right. to go that out there and make sure that they know right, that these players are that these players are more than happy. You know what? That probably happened. Did it occur around the time? Well, no, because that, that Cardinals player that joined the Rangers and got shot in the back of the head, mm-hmm. which the government yeah. covered up. Remember that fun story? Yeah. yeah. But I well, guess that yeah, was way before 2009. So then the military put and then the players were out on the field to represent because we are all supposed to be patriotic. But, you know, people live in the moment. And that's why they're trying to tap into football, because people care more about football than they do politics. So they're trying to tap into that. OK, we're at this position and. Which, no, is that a good? Is that a good or bad um, thing, though? Well, in, in a way, <laughs> hold on, because people are so fucking clueless, right? This is my problem. I mean, we have people who fucking grown goddamn men who cry when they when their team loses. I I experience <laughs> this shit at work. All right, and you're like, uh, I know some. I walk of them, yeah. into work, and then uh, my boss calls calls in sick. I'm like. Who, who won the game last night? Oh, the other team did. Oh, well, that's why he's not coming in. He's well, fuck- time out, time oh. out. Is he calling out because oh, no, no. he's sad or because he's, he's fucking crying? All right, I'm not kidding you. Oh, right, so God. This is, but like, if we <laughs> had that kind of passion in politics, not even politics, but in philosophy, libertarianism, right? We would be fucking a, a, an amazing society. We would. We'd be fucking an amazing society. <laughs> We'd be a fucking wow. that yep, sounds and oh, God. possibly free market technology. That's why I keep trying to find an unknown Amazon women's <laughs> colony right. somewhere in the yeah. Congo, yeah. and I no, keep but, failing. I want to find that society. Right. I want to fuck the shit um, out of it. Seriously, though, it would be an, an amazing society uh, if we had libertarian ideas and if we had that passion. Well, in you know, I mean, look. Instead of some fucking guys throwing a fucking football across a goddamn field that no one gives a fuck about. Oh, well, don't say that. There are a lot of people who give a fuck about okay, it. Well, well, I don't give a shit. Oh, I, I'm a diehard, diehard Eagles fan. Fuck You're no. not a Seahawks fan up there. You're a liar. You're a liar. I could give a fucking <laughs> flying fuck. Ask Kurt. Do I care? Flying fuck. Wasn't he? He wasn't bandwagoning uh, no. when they won the Super Bowl. I will say, if you go back to the last episode, that maybe someone will pay good money for. One of the reason it got <laughs> banned was because he was talking oh, yeah. bad. See up here, we have the twelves. The the Seahawks fans are yeah. the twelfth man. I, I just don't give a fuck. And he was talking about the mm-hmm. big fat right, yeah, chick no. that couldn't get tw- twelve men to fuck her. <laughs> And um, going on and on and on about <laughs> it. Oh, going yeah. On about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But seriously, who gives a fuck? But who was watching the Super Bowl that year? We did out of just... Out and of, who cheered? I didn't cheer. Yes, you did, liar. You're a liar. <laughs> he okay, sat there with his arms crossed. Yeah, I cheered for the liar. opposite team. You're a liar. <laughs> I didn't cheer for the goddamn Seahawks. Oh, my God. Fuck them. Wait, right. that means he's cheered for the Patriots, which is the most national <laughs> jingoistic bullshit team that's you know ever what? existed. I did just because Fuck the I Patriots. hate Seattle fucking sports. Oh my gosh, you were so, you were so <laughs> drunk you don't even remember. You were like jumping up and down, and I was like, "Who are you?" 
I don't know. That wasn't me. I, I, I <laughs> what are you trying to do? Alcohol no, can be strange and wonderful things true. to people. Heather, that's not true. See, we need a libertarian right now, broadcaster. I would never even fucking I fuck. I believe I believe what has been touted as the voice of reason. No, in Heather. Oh, she dude. said that's right. That's wait, right. wait till you wait till you read my memoir. It will Ooh. be out in the next year. I can't wait. I'm excited for it. But I mean, okay. So getting so getting back to this though. Great. So okay. So overall, then I. How how much longer do you think this this is going to go on? Is it going to be an all season thing, or is it going to fade out after this? You know, because a lot of these teams did like arms and unity and uh, and all this all this shit to like you know we're like in reaction to President Trump, which again is it also annoys me that President Trump's even taking time to talk about it, and it's that's what's occupying our our mindset. Not this eighty billion dollar uh, yeah. addition to military budgets. Not the fact that we are yeah, you know way, threatening and, uh, and saber rattling with North that's fucking right, Korea. Korea has said that we right, declare exactly. war on them. That might be a little more important. Yeah, by a Twitter. <laughs> by a Twitter. I, by the way, okay, so this is a good topic to talk about for a little bit. Can we, I, I love this fact. So, you know, Rand Paul had stumped in in the Senate to try to rein in the war powers. The authorization for the use of military force was up for renewal. Rand Paul actually forced a vote which all these pussy motherfucking senators who have been saying that Trump's the devil and all this stuff about him, they still voted to keep it so that the president does not need an authorization from Congress or the Senate to declare war in any way, shape, or form. And Or just Congress, I'd say, not the Senate. But, uh, you know, he doesn't need the authorization from Congress to declare war. And in the meantime, uh, they voted not to rescind it, and President Trump was apparently declared war in North Korea by a tweet in North Korea. <laughs> this, 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 this is comedy. This is really true. Yeah, what's funny is you're is you're being serious right now. That's <laughs> the so funny part. It's crazy. It's so um, crazy. Who was the medium of delivery? Twitter. I mean, I mean come Twitter. on. I twatted that yeah. tweet. Um, it was a secure secure well, connection, though. Don't worry about it. Was. Just, it was. Um, Right, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, this is like the direct <laughs> conduit we had to North Korea. And I love that North Korea's defense you minister was like, this is it a declaration of war. It's like, it, Brian, what, I was blame war? North, well, I wasn't there. I didn't live in North Korea. But I was in South Korea, right a couple, like a block away, literally. And uh, seriously, uh. dude, that might, the only people who have internet are the higher ups. So probably, maybe so. Oh, yeah. And I'm surprised they even have internet there i mean they're t- yeah right you think it'd just be a oh, raccoon yeah. with tinfoil I mean, around its ears bad. or something well, like that and that? that's their and i'm gonna be at alert <laughs> loss for words where they're threatening to mess with the electronic whatever uh channels and that'll totally mess up our technology and our economy say the say the oh word. yeah yeah i think they're trying i think I think they're threatening a yes, uh, yes, an electromagnetic yes. pulse, that, right? That is that a big deal. Threatening? That's an, an EMP big deal. attack. Can we? Uh, can, no. Do we believe that they have no. that? They can't even get a missile right. to they walk. don't even have the ocean. They God. don't even have Xbox. All right, so no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I'm like these people have perfected the electromagnetic <laughs> pulse bomb. I, no. I mean, I have a hard time no. fucking believing no. that shit. No, I, I, I hard time believing it. However, though, um, are they a threat? Possibly to innocent people. Absolutely. I really do believe that because they're crazy. Yeah, well, enough. agreed. Um, and they have nothing to lose because they're starving. And that's what's scary about North Korea. Yeah. 
Well, or Kim Jong-un has everything to lose. Is, is really what's scary is that his, his people have nothing to lose. He has everything to lose. So you have got the perfect combination for desperation from from that leadership. And especially when you look over at what happened with Gaddafi, where Gaddafi gave up his nukes. And then uh, you got Hillary Clinton gleefully clapping as he's uh, sodomized oh, to death with a knife. So what, is that, what does well, that teach us? Maybe you shouldn't give up those nukes. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. Go ahead, Kurt. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Tommy's behind you. What the fuck? Johnny's looking at me, waving him and shit. I'm like, whoa! I'm like, what? I got something to say, motherfucker. I'm like, all right, go ahead. Now, I, think, I think the band what? came rolling in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start right now. Yeah, let him go. Oh, the band we came in. Yes. Okay, we might have some so background, background joke- music. We've got it. We got us, yeah. We have a special, yeah. a special guest role again. We have the uh, the Lions of Liberty band is going to be playing way, way tune in the background here. But uh, you you got to listen for it. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a special guest rolling no in. Worries. There's going to we'll- be a band practicing in the background. So enjoy, enjoy. It's just background music. Yeah, we didn't have <laughs> enough money to pay our rent for this the studio wor- this month. So um, yeah, so we have to share it with a band. Uh, that's They're right. sleeping hey, on the couch. I was I won't I won't make a joke about what Whoa. Heather's doing to make ends Whoa. meet because that would not be appropriate. <laughs> She's bartending. What, you, what else? Would... Oh, I was thinking she was going to be no, doing uh, counseling sessions. You know, that's pretty, cuddling. That's that's like oh just, okay. Well, that's, that's a few fine. notches right, that's up fine. from yeah. That's almost the equivalent of whoring, right? That's almost except for you're not. It pretty much is Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be it honest, is. you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about one other uh, issue here. All right. So, going uh, here's. A, I want to talk about another topic. We were just talking about prostitution. Let's talk about. It's a natural segue from going to hooking to this uh, topic, which is the penalty for having unprotected sex with a prostitute. As we all have been down that road. But basically, there's a bill in Ohio which would make it illegal to abort babies because they have Down syndrome. And this goes completely counter to the policy in Iceland. And uh, there's a couple other Nordic countries that have the same policy where basically if your baby has Down syndrome, it is auto aborted. And uh, they brag about the fact that they've eliminated Down syndrome, which uh, makes sense if you're killing all the babies. So here's the question is going and I want to talk to Heather about this is Heather, what are you, what's your opinion on this saying that it's illegal to abort a baby with Down syndrome? When you know the issues that Down syndrome babies face, and I say this as somebody who is a very proud uh, and vocal supporter of uh, the Special Olympics, I have a fond place in my heart for whatever reason for uh, for handicapped people. So I say that as a big supporter of people with Down syndrome. Um, what do you think of this? Is this a violation of the mother's right to choose and and basically forcing people to bring a child into the world that may have very, very severe I believe severe it issues? is a violation of rights because in Ohio, if I understand right, that uh, abortion is illegal after 20 weeks, which they just passed this last year. So any abortion after 20 weeks is illegal in Ohio anyway. But at this point, it's this very slippery slope where they say, "Okay, because you had this test done, which is pretty much mandatory when you're over 35, that you have to have these tests done because, you know, you're over age and you're at high risk and blah, 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 blah. So then at that point, they have to actually go in and prove that the reason the termination was done because of the test results and only the doctor is actually being charged which is also very odd because it's the woman making the choice. So 
it messes with right, doctor-patient yeah. uh, confidentiality. If it's made illegal, it then can be pushed underground, which makes it very unsafe because it's going to happen anyway. We all know this. Um, so absolutely. I yep, mean, it's just exactly. how do you prove that's why the abortion was done in the first place? Um, and in and again, because they just mandated that any abortion after 20 weeks is illegal anyway. And, you know, it's just murky waters and trying to infringe on individual rights and their right to privacy. Yeah, I mean, and it's something, too, where you, people like to say that, OK, well, it's illegal to, to abort this baby. But it's like people don't realize the amount of consequence that can have for not only the child, but also the parents of the child. I mean, it is exceptionally mm-hmm. expensive to raise a special needs child. And maybe people will go, well, that's why we need Obamacare. And then I stab him in the throat. But, but I mean, it's exceptionally expensive. And like, look how, I mean, pregnancies can ruin a person's life if they're not expecting it. Just if it's a perfectly healthy baby, you might not be able to handle it. And to say that you have to have this baby. And also, who's going to go out of their way? Like, there are people that go and adopt Down syndrome babies. I know I read stories about them. But who is going to go out of their way to say, okay, well, I'm going to adopt this baby or take care of it? You're basically... Assuring that people are going to go black market, uh, which you're dead on there. Without a doubt, there's going to be alleyway abortions all the time with this kind of stuff, this legislation. But also, you're going to make more people that are basically guaranteed to be wards of the state in one way or the other. And like I said, I am a advocate for people that have mental handicaps. I'm an advocate for special needs people. I, I hope they're happy as fuck. But I don't think you can mandate that you're basically creating more yeah, wards I'm, of the I'm state. With you. I mean, what are you, Johnny? I'm with you Johnny on this, man, and uh, 100%. It's 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 a tough issue, but I again, I do I do believe it's part of and again, I I joke about the Mises Institute. I love those people; they're like my heroes over there. But one of the things I kind of am against um, is that they believe that life begins at conception. A lot of them, including my hero Tom Woods. I don't agree. I, I, I kind of agree that it is the woman's body. She owns that child when it's in her and she should have the right to make those decisions. Um, I don't think the state should have anything to do with that. And uh, it's important for us to maybe really think about that. I mean, what's morally right? Uh, is it morally right to have an abortion? Maybe not. You know, we all though deep down it's it's wrong, you know. Um, but is it the state's business to get involved? Not at all. I don't think so at all. And them telling you whether or not it's a Down syndrome child or not, that should be up to the mother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and also, you know, we talk about private charity. If people really want to help with less mothers getting abortions if the child is Down syndrome, um, you know what? Start a charity or give to a charity that aids mothers that happen to have children with Down syndrome, aid to uh, charities that work with Down syndrome children and provide education or provide uh, housing support or work support. I mean, this is, again, ways in which people can actually help rather than forcing legislation through like this. Why don't you look to help in other ways that might make it easier for a mother to make her own decision on the topic? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All yeah, right, guys. Well, you know what? I think yeah, I'm all this is a good now. place to end, Thanks. right? I know. No. It's a it's a downer. We're all we're, you know, like, well, you know what? Think about how happy 
uh, kids are running around in the Special Olympics. You know, I like to think about, I swear to God, I, I was driving down for a while. I would see this uh, a dude, definitely a Down syndrome, probably about 30 years old. And he would be on his way to work. And he's standing at the bus stop. And I drive to work. And I would literally look out my window and every day I'd be like, that motherfucker has accomplished more with his life <laughs> yep, than I probably yep. will ever, ever accomplish. And I, not, I mean, seriously, not ironically even, just, I mean, shit, the, for him to achieve that, to go to work, have his, have his life, have his job, I probably will never, ever meet the equivalent of that, ever. So, Indeed. I mean, totally. impressive. Yep, right on. All right. Well, guys, thank you all so much. Again, I want to thank Johnny Rocket Adams. I want to thank Kurt Nelson and the beautiful Heather Nixon, the voice of reason for the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. Rock guys, thank Brian, you so you much shit, for you joining shit. me on this thank election. Thank you for having You're us. You're my brother from another mother. Oh, yes. stop. Hey, hey, oh, stop. All right. Where can I? Episode with you last night. Uh, I was going to say, Johnny where can Rocket my audience find you? Episode, I don't remember. You cool. supposed to just stop there and get get him back. Join our regular <laughs> launchpad.com. That's it. Chirp, chirp. Just know it's, it's the only one in the past uh, yeah, two months. You were going to bring it up like that? You didn't even oh, talk man. about the revival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a different topic. Uh, I did. I, I, I take full credit for bringing the – because I just literally talked about you guys on my last show going into our little League of Liberty uh, commercial break that uh, that everybody heard earlier. And uh, I talked about how I did speak to you and that you were going to come back. So I welcomed them back. I did poke <laughs> the corpse of Johnny Rocket and got him back on the air. Well done. I'm proud of that fact. So, uh, yes, welcome back, guys. Good to have you back spreading the ideas of liberty. And uh, for my audience, again, you can find all the show notes, lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL39. Follow me at Brian McWilliams. Follow Lions of Liberty at Lions of Liberty. Give us an iTunes review. All of that good stuff. So, from me, Brian McWilliams, from the Johnny Rocket Launchpad, and from Electric Liberty Land, always stay plugged in to Liberty.